From the Talking Disney Studios in Cheyenne, Wyoming, Logan, Utah, and Las Vegas, Nevada, this is the Talking Disney Podcast. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And here are your hosts. I'm Jason. And I'm Cody. And I'm James. And welcome to episode 65 of the Talking Disney Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. And I'm here once again with my (laughs) beautiful co-host, Cody and James. What's going on, guys? What's up, everybody? (laughs) We're not starting over on this one. (laughs) What happened there, Cody? (laughs) I don't know what Cody was doing. Sorry. It's... uh, that's my natural reaction when I get flipped off. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, guys? Not much. Oh, not much. Luckily, we're not a professional podcast. Yes. <laughs> we're we just doing this. That. For, we're doing this for fun. Amateurs yes. only. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's up, Cody? Oh, not much. Not much. Not much. Not much. How's, how's the house coming along? House is coming along. Uh, it nice. sat for about three and a half weeks, just nothing being done on it. And then right. we're finally, we've had a good solid week and a half of, of progress on it now. So was it, nice. right now, was, it was it weather or something or it was it? No, uh, scheduling conflicts with, uh, the subcontractor for the concrete. Oh, okay. They, uh, apparently they decided it was more important to, put in roads and, and curbing in the rest of the neighborhood where they're not selling lots yet rather than uh, putting in my foundation. So who's in charge over there? <sighs> That's what I was wondering. So did you guys drive by like every other day to check on it or no, it's, I mean, it's not can, I mean, it's only five miles away, but it's not like right. either one of us are passing it going to or from work. Do you set up like a camera there so you can watch it 24 hours a day, see what's going on? <laughs> no, we drive out there at least once or twice a week, though, just to see what's going on. And I get weekly updates uh, from the builder letting me know what's going on, too. Oh, but okay. right now, they at the end of last week, they were putting in all the, the water lines and things like that, the stuff that's going to run underneath the, the foundation. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this coming week, they should be putting in the, the concrete slab. So nice. Yeah. And then it'll be ready in October. Uh, November. Hopefully October at the very latest. I'm, I'm hoping we might get lucky and it'll be September. Okay. Um, it should be September if there aren't any other delays. Uh, if we get another two, three weeks worth of delays, it'll probably be October, but cool. Cool. It's coming. Nice. Well, I know something you did this week. If I don't know if you want to talk about it, Cody, but you made some purchases and reservations for a certain thing. What? Yeah. yeah. Um, for where? Knott's <laughs> uh, Berry Farm. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, I've never been there, so that would be fun too. But no, we, uh, my wife and I. You've been have, there. So Knott's Berry Farm? If I have, it was I was young enough to where I don't have any memory of it. I have not been within my memories span. Well, you know what? I'm thinking of a different trip. Yeah, no, you weren't. 
You weren't around then. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been. If I was, uh-huh. I was little itty bitty. I gotcha. haven't been since I've been married. I, I mean, I went a lot when I was a teenager, but right. I, I haven't been there forever. That well, or sorry. Six Flags. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your story. No, you were, you were telling I'm, us. For being 15 minutes away from Disneyland, you'd, you'd think I had been there, but right. Um, no, we, we decided to go ahead and, and follow, you know, just kind of, we're riding on the end of James's coattails and we decided to book a trip to Disneyland. What? And are you a California resident now? (laughs) (laughs) I found a guy that makes really good fake IDs. Um, we just kept talking about it and all the signs were pointing to June 15th being the day that. The, the state was going to ease up on restrictions in some way or another. And that all likelihood was after June 15th, non-California residents would be able to go. And I was like, you know what? If James is taking the gamble, we can take the gamble. Let's and James is going a whole month before we planned on going. Mm-hmm. And so if anything, we'll get out, we'll get information from James and figure out if it's possible <laughs> yeah. and cancel the reservation. If, if it really doesn't look like it's going to work out, but. Well, if it, so we if, did it. If you we do go, it. if you do go, hopefully you don't run into Mr. Jones. Yeah. Well, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was, I didn't, didn't bother to look at his name all that much. How can, how can I report a non-California resident at Disneyland? <laughs> yeah. So stay away from him. So oh. we're, we're planning on going for four days because my wife hasn't been since she was three. Right. And it's something we haven't been able to do together since we've known each other because of COVID. So this is going to be pretty much her first time. Yeah. Safe to Uh, say she doesn't remember very much about it. Yeah. Safe to say. (laughs) Um, Our first time together. And then there's going to be five attractions plus a whole new land that I've never been on, which is crazy because there's going to be rise of the resistance, which I have still yet to go on. And there's going to be, the, I mean, if you want to call it a new attraction, Snow White's Enchanted Wish. Right. Um, the Spider-Man Web Slinger, whatever they call it, attraction in Avengers Campus that opens on June 4th. Mm-hmm. And then the last time I was at Disneyland, Jesse's Critter Carousel was not opened yet. And neither <laughs> was uh, the Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind. There so you go. even though those are rides for little kids or all ages, but more of a younger target audience. I still have not been on those or seen them operational in person. So um, we're going to go in July. We're going to go four days, park hoppers. Uh, first day, July 15th, which is my wife's birthday. And then July 16th, July 17th, and July oh, 18th. Nice, nice. Should be there. And I have the, never uh, been there on July 17th. Yeah. I would be ready for a very crowded day. Yes. Um, and yeah. we will be at Disneyland that day. Hopefully I can nice. get a free button or something that says I was there. Hopefully they'll, they'll be doing some sort of celebration this year. Cause it's 66, right? I think so. Yeah. So yeah. I've never been on the day of the anniversary. So I'm excited for that. Nice. It's going to be fun. Oh uh, Yeah. We keep trying to get dining reservations and I've gotten Uh-oh. one right now, but because they keep adding reservation days, days that were previously full are opening back up. And so I keep checking the 
to try to make dining reservations and it doesn't seem like that has opened up right yet so which ones in particular are you looking for what are you trying to get a reservation for uh blue bayou for sure okay um that's the big one really um I'm, i really want to go to blue bayou i have storytellers right now um at 10 30 a.m breakfast reservation for storytellers who knows if they'll be doing characters or not by then but Right. But that's the only one I was able to get. The only other one that is available right now on the days that I'm looking at is like Napa Rose. Um, But I didn't want to go to Napa Rose. So. Right. I keep looking for Blue Bayou to open up. Yeah, I was I was on there the morning that they started, which was what, last Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And it was horrible. I couldn't get in. I, it led me into the. It did the whole thing where it said you're, you know, you're going to be on in however many minutes, and it, it really made me mad because first it said less than a minute because I was on at you know a quarter to seven, and at seven o'clock it said you're you're in in less than a minute. Then it said yeah. one minute, then it jumped to twenty two minutes, then it jumped Ugh. I think to thirty eight minutes, and I was like, what the heck? It finally let me in about I'd say twenty five after seven, and everything was gone. Everything, wow. all the blue bayou was. And I thought for sure, well, my anniversary is June 28th, and that's the last day we'll be there. I thought for sure on Monday in June, there's going to be a Blue Bayou reservation. There was not. And I've been checking like, I don't know how many times a day since then, like every day. And where now Disneyland moving in, or Orange County moving into the yellow tier, that allows them to have more indoor dining capacity. And then if the tier system goes away completely as of June 15th, that allows Disneyland to then choose their own capacity for restaurants. Right. So I would think that, that stuff would be pretty much wide open or at least 70, 75%. Yeah. You um, would think. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the tier they're in now, they can what go from 25 to 50. For, I think so. For indoor dining. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like you said, I think they're, I think it's official now as of the last couple of days that the tier system is done as of June 15th. Yeah. That was they, an announcement they, that was made. They can go to a hundred percent if they want to, but I mean, even Disney world's not back to a hundred percent yet. And they've been no in a similar situation for a long time where the state's been open. So who from knows what I've what seen Disney do. world's getting close though. Disney world is people yeah. reporting that those crowds are looking close to normal. Well, I'll report back to you in two weeks. Let you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for me to leave. <laughs> no, I'm not upset. I'm, I'm. We're excited that we get to go to Disneyland, yeah. spend spend four days, enjoy ourselves. Man, and we got crazy good deal on flights too. Heading out yeah. there, yeah. For both of us, round trip, all taxes and fees, all other surcharges and whatnot, 180 bucks. Wow. For both of us combined. Which airport are you flying into? Uh, we're flying into. Uh, uh, what is it? Fullerton. Fullerton. Yeah. Rent a uh, car. We're gonna Uber. Okay. I looked it up. It's uh, it's even on the Disneyland website is one of the airports you can fly into and and then use rideshare to get to the resort. Yeah, Ful- Fullerton, Hollywood, whatever they call that airport. Okay. Gotcha. So. Yeah, I think we're planning. Uh, we kind of talked about last couple of days. I think later in the year, we're going to try to get to go. We're, we're just waiting for them to open back up their military discount tickets. Cause right now they're not, they're not selling them for Disneyland. I don't know about Disney world, but 
for Disneyland, they're still not selling them. So, hmm. now, we're still planning a trip to Disney World in January, February, right? Uh, hopefully, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, that I, yeah, I, I, I would like to. Um, okay, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yes, we need to start planning soon because it's getting close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to Marcia. Okay. I was I was uh, I was upset with Disneyland for a while, so I was never going to go back. But now I now I kind of want to go back. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. We made our we bought our tickets and made our reservations the morning. Uh, that morning, uh, the day of they made the reserv that California made the announcement. That evening, we made our reservations that morning before oh, okay. the announcement was officially made that June fifteenth would be the day where California was going to drop all of their mandates and such but yeah where are you guys stay oh go ahead we're gonna stay at the clarion okay it's though it's it's right there in front of the the anaheim convention center like across the street from toy story parking lot and anaheim hilton okay so um, you on is that on harbor on the other side of it's uh, on harbor other side of catella yeah it's on it's on the uh south side of catella okay it's right across the street from the Toy Story parking lot entrance. Okay. All right. Like right across the street. Yeah. Cool. So we're staying there. The, the price is actually at Hyatt Regency. We're actually not that bad. Uh, uh-huh. When I looked at it, I, th- I thought it would be more expensive than it was. But when we looked, I was like, oh, man, that's actually not a bad price. Um, but then just factoring in, I, I didn't... <laughs> I've walked from there all the way down to Disneyland before, and that's not a fun walk. From Hyatt? Yeah. Why'd you walk from Hyatt? Okay, it was one of the times we went down for lab days, and you had you and Jin had like school stuff going on, and it was when me and Kim were staying at the Hilton Garden Inn or whatever that little hotel was right, right there near it. it. Yeah. Right, yeah, right in front of it. And Kim went off and did something and you and Jen were doing schoolwork. And I was like, well, I guess I'll go pick up my annual pass. Cause that was the year I bought my annual pass. Okay. Um, and I didn't want to pay for an Uber, uh, to take me two blocks. Right. So I, so I walked all the way down there, grabbed my annual pass from the, from the ticket booth and, and then went in, walked around. I might've went on a ride, but I at least watched the, cause when I walked in the, Main Street Electrical Parade was going on, so I did that, watched that, walked around, and then walked all the way back to the hotel. <laughs> Holy cow, that's a long walk. It is a long walk. So, um, so, but then factoring in the the cost of the shuttle at the Hyatt and, and whether or not it would even be operational, right? Come July, I would assume it would be, but then there's a chance that it may not, right? Um. And then we're not bringing a car, we're flying, and then we're going to Uber from the airport. I didn't know if I wanted to risk staying there. And plus, where we're staying, we're staying a total of five nights. I went with a hotel that was a little bit cheaper. So I'm getting a hotel for five nights for a little, it was like 550 bucks with all the taxes and fees and stuff. So, Right. That's cool. Yeah. So, and I've stayed at that hotel Clarion a couple times, you know, it's not the greatest, but it's not the worst. It's right in the middle. It works. So the goal right. is not to spend t- too much time in the hotel. Right. So cool. And then hopefully if we're lucky toy story parking lot will be operational and we can just walk across the street and get on the bus. 
to take right. us over to Disneyland. But I've walked from the Clarion before, and it's like a 15-minute walk. It's not terrible. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's better than walking from the Hyatt. Definitely. <laughs> well, I know when we go, we usually we try to stay across from the entrance. And even that walk at nighttime when I'm tired, it seems like it takes forever to get just across Harbor. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, and I, I looked at those hotels um, because of their convenience being right there yeah. across the street and you can just hit the crosswalk and, and go right on over. But they were just more expensive and obviously because they're just right there. Right and, there, yeah. 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 Well, cool. So we well by the time you something a little cheaper. By the time you go, you get to stay at Disneyland a little longer because they just announced that starting July first, they're gonna extend their hours. Um yep. it only says by an hour at Oh, that's at Disney California Adventure. So two hours at Disneyland Park, one hour at California Adventure, and three at Downtown Disney. They'll be open from eight to ten at Disneyland, Disney California Adventures eight to nine, and then Downtown Disney's eight to eleven. So, which I can handle eight to ten. That's that's a pretty good day. Yeah, yeah. You know, eight to midnight's good, but ten o'clock's about the time where you start getting pretty tired anyway. So, yeah. right. So you know, yeah. And, and, you know, who knows, by the time July 15th rolls around, they can say, you know what? Midnight, we're going to stay open till midnight. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of it, I think, just depends on staffing. So how quickly yeah, it, they can get people in. And also train. says in this article that they're going to, uh, they announced that temperature checks are going to end on June 15th. Yes. So you won't have to get your temperature checked anymore. Um, and then sh- sh- who knows, by, by July, they could be all kinds of different stuff going on. They could. Yeah, start easing the the mask stuff. I don't know. Uh, the the big the big question because I mean I think probably immediately maybe not immediately but I I would assume within the first month by July fifteenth they're going to either reduce or get rid of the social distancing. I know Disney World's working on reducing theirs to like three feet, so I imagine yeah. Disneyland's probably going to follow suit on that. Which three feet is? I mean. Anybody got closer to to me than three feet before? I'd I'd kind of you you need to step away for you know three feet's kind of close. <laughs> you so back even off. E- even before we had this pandemic, you know I I didn't try to get closer than three feet to some people because you were know, social distancing before it was cool. Yeah, I was, I was just not six feet. So so, but where Disney World is allowing guests to walk around the common areas without masks, and where you only have to wear masks indoors in the queue and on the ride. I imagine that within the next month to two months, even that would get more lenient. So hopefully, hopefully Disneyland and Disney world will finally start to mirror each other with the way they handle those safety precautions. Yes. Right. So, uh, James, if you want to, if you want to meet me in Disneyland on July 17th for their birthday, come on down, man. (laughs) I'll be there. I just might have to look into that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, but yeah, we're, we're excited. So that's, that's cool. It's going to be a lot of fun if they let you in, if they're doing uh, (laughs) out of state visitors at that point, they definitely are. That was something that was announced yesterday. That Disneyland would allow out of state visitors. Well, that the state would allow out of oh yeah right allow out of uh, state visitors to yes. events like that. I don't. I imagine Disney's gonna want to adapt that policy, but Disney has yet to make an official announcement after the state has. So yes, we'll see. Yep, we'll see what they say. All the yeah, California we'll residents are hoping that 
they get the park to themselves for the rest of the year. I know. Yeah, it's not going to happen because they deserve <laughs> it. No. <laughs> yeah, they they've had their few months yeah. sans uh, the other forty nine states. Yeah, except for those that have snuck in. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so so here's a question for you, James. Um, and maybe you haven't paid attention like I have. Um, you, you, uh, I'm assuming you actually have purchased tickets for when you're planning on going in June. Yes. Yes. You've purchased the tickets and have the reservation. I do. Have you been charged for those tickets? I think so, but I'm not sure to be honest with you. Because, you know, and it's been so long since I've purchased Disneyland tickets, but usually when I do it online or, or on the app, you know, I get the e-ticket email immediately mm-hmm. after the transaction goes through. And then from what I can remember, I see the charge on whatever account or card that I, that I put it on. Right. Well, it's been more than 48 hours since I've purchased those tickets. And you haven't seen anything yet? And I have not seen even a pending charge oh. pop up on the card that I put it on. But I look in my app and I have the tickets. It's under my tickets and the reservation is clearly posted there. And I didn't even right. have to ask anybody on Facebook if my reservations mean <laughs> that I can go on the days that I've selected. Did you buy the right tickets? Did you buy the 10 and older tickets? I did. Buy <laughs> I saw that. Tickets. So you don't have to ask that question. Well, maybe um, you should. You Maybe you should start asking some questions on Facebook. <laughs> and, you know, and then I even got an email today from Disney being like, four tips, you know, before your upcoming trip to Disneyland. So Disney is aware that I've purchased tickets and have made a reservation. Well, maybe you'll get lucky and you won't get charged. But I have not seen the charge come through yet. And I just thought that was odd. It's been more than 48 hours and there. I don't even have a pending charge. Right. And I, and I wouldn't think that I would receive that email with the tickets if the transaction didn't go through. Right. I figured it would error out and say, oh, something's wrong with your payment or transaction couldn't be completed or, or what have you. Right. So I was just curious if if you know if you had been charged, you know, and how quickly my, that took place. I'm looking through my stuff and I'm trying to remember. Oh, there it is, Disneyland tickets. Yep, yeah, I've been charged. Um, it came like, out of mine. When did they go uh, on sale? I don't know. I don't Check never. your email. Check your email from when you received, if you still have that email, I guess. It, it came out on the night on the on April nineteenth is when it came out of my account. Um, April nineteenth, that was a Monday. Is that right? Did they start? Did they start tickets that weekend, sixteenth, seventeenth, or eighteenth? You know what it looks like. The theme park reservation is confirmed on the fifteenth of April. Okay. Thank you. So it took four days. Okay, so maybe it'll still pop up for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully. If if I go a week, um, then I because I thought it's like man, should I? I probably shouldn't say this on uh, a recording, but she was like, man, should I call Disney and be like, hey, yo, I have these tickets. No, hey, you didn't no. charge me for them. But then they're gonna be like, oh, sir, we can take care of that for you. No problem. <laughs> Could you please give me your payment information? And yeah, I'm no, like, I'm sorry, you're you're breaking up. I can't hear you. Goodbye. They went on sale on the fifteenth. I've got it in the calendar. Um, 
So that's when I purchased mine and got the reservations that same time. Okay. Took, took a lot longer than the five minutes it took you. Um, oh yeah. It was a breeze, man. <laughs> it was so nice and easy. I got to select the days I wanted. And then it looks like it cleared my account on the 19th. So okay. a couple business days later, I mean, counting the weekend, it was four days later. So, okay. So today, not including the day I purchased them today's the second day. So I'll give it a couple days and see if it pops up. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds right. good. So <coughs> any more Disneyland news that you guys can think of? Um, I don't think so. They announced the web slingers that they're going to be selling for the Spider-Man ride. And I know people are, are upset about that, making it look like you have to pay to, to be able to win in the game. I guess if you buy these, you have an advantage or something, but it doesn't sound like anyone really knows how it's going to work. So people right. are just complaining to complain, which is really unusual. <laughs> the thing is, is nobody ever does that. Nobody ever <laughs> complains about anything. Yeah, no one knows a hundred percent because no one's even been on the base attraction yet at this point. Cause it hasn't yeah. opened um, in two weeks. That'll change, but yeah. it's uh it's interesting. Do you, how do you guys feel about it? Do you feel that, you know, it's another way for Disney to make money. Some people are going to buy it. So if those people want to do it, great. And if you don't, then, then don't, or do you feel, um, are you hoping this is maybe not the start of a trend for new uh, attractions? I, I don't know. I haven't read enough about it to, I mean, if it's, is it something, so, so it's, it's something you're going to wear in the game to, to be able to, or the ride to be able to play the ride, kind of like the guns on Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. So I think the way I understand it is like, if you were to go into Buzz Lightyear, you could purchase a special phaser or something. And as you go through, maybe your phaser gets twice as many points as everybody else's. So when you get to the end of the ride, everything that you've scored, you get twice as many points as the people with just what's supplied with the ride. I mean, that's, kind of how i see it i don't know if that's accurate or not but that's kind of the way that i understand it because so. from what i'm guessing it's gonna in some ways it's gonna model toy story mania to where at the end of the ride it'll show you this is the best score of the day the month all time and the best score in your little vehicle right now right right and it'll show you your score and how you compare to all those other yeah. uh, scores and so you know i, I don't i don't care when i go on toy story mania i'm i mean I, yeah i'm trying to get the most points in like my group of people but i could care less if i got a high score for the day i mean my days my day still going to be a great day i mean i'm not yeah. going to be all yeah. mad until james Disney. makes fun of you because you only received 350 points well i i don't <laughs> i never score that low so he'll never be able to make fun of me <laughs> yeah well, it's, not, it's, it's not like the high score of the day like you don't get like a I'm prize and it's not like I'm ever even right. close to that anyways. It's not like I'm looking at it like, dang it, I should yeah. have got that last triangle. Right. Yeah, you don't. Right. I mean, at the I end always, of the day, when you leave DCA, you don't get a special gift for being high score of the day. So Right. I, I always look at that score anyways and go, what the yeah, heck? Yeah, that's a fake How score. That? That's yeah. stupid. At, yeah. the, at the end of the day, they, they the, the ride gets whatever shut off or reset, and the next day there's new high scores. So it yeah. doesn't really – I don't know. I mean, if people want to buy a cool souvenir or whatever and get extra points and 
I think it'll be nice for like groups like ours where we can all pitch in and buy one for Cody so he can be up with the rest of us. <laughs> so we can at least try to, try to catch up. Like Cody, we all we all pitched in and got you your own web slinger. <laughs> so how did you come in last place again? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't really. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I mean, it to to me the ride will still the 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 attraction will still it's the same attraction. I mean, you're not getting a different experience besides possibly score more points if that's even true. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I could, I could care less what user 1,268 did at nine o'clock in the morning, you know? <laughs> so it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. I agree. So I mean, Disneyland's got to make money somehow. Speaking of making money kind of ties into my next, uh, bring Cha-ching. up my, my next uh, thing Disney actually uh, is coming up with, and this, this referenced uh, Walt Disney world. So I don't know if it's coming to both parks someday, but it, they, they applied for a patent that's going to address some issues with uh, long lines and queues, which people are not a fan of. Some, some of the lines are kind of cool to stand in because of the detail of the, of the line or of, of the queue. But it says Disney patent ap- applications often provide a glimpse into how the company may address what it sees as operational issues. And they're coming up with a dynamic virtual queue system. And like I said, right now it just references Walt Disney world. I don't know if it's coming to the other one or not, but uh, in the patent, it says one drawback of requiring guests to wait in a queue is the psychological and physical toll that a prolonged wait can impose on those guests. A common experience will testify waiting in line is, as be- is at best tedious and depending on the length of the wait and environmental conditions may be physically uncomfortable. Um, and then they go on to say some other things. Basically, waiting in line, if somebody's waiting in line, they're not spending money somewhere else. So that's that's kind of what I got out of it. Yeah. Uh, that uh, sounds a lot more accurate than <laughs> yeah. trying to tone down the psychological toll that it's yeah. having on people that have been in there <laughs> for 66 years. <laughs> psychological toll on the Disney parks is they're not making money. If you're standing yeah. in line, not spending it. So, which is, which is an interesting concept because you need people in queues because there's outside of queues. There's only so many places to put people. Otherwise areas of the park become bottlenecked. You yeah. can't get through. There's no room to sit anywhere. The tables at restaurants are all full there's so many people in that store. Why do I even want to go in there right now? Right. You need people in queues to help thin everything out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that I totally understand. And uh, so I don't know exactly how their system is going to work. This article I'm looking at has a bunch of diagrams, which I don't really understand. Uh, the best diagram I see talks about, it gives a little flow chart. Basically uh, whatever system they're using is going to receive enrollment data, which identifies a guest and a first attraction that the guest wants to go on. Uh, then the system will determine whether the guest is enrolled in any other queues uh, for a second attraction. Then they will assign the guest to one of multiple groups on the attraction that they want to go on to. They'll obtain the current occupancy state of that first attraction, which will then allow them to determine an attendance period for that person to go back to the ride, uh, et cetera. So obviously it's going to be something to do with your phone, um, or so, I mean, I guess they could have did it with magic bands, but I'm sure magic bands are, I, from what I know, are going away. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So something with your phone and being, being able to locate where you are at the park. It also talks about, it'll be able to, um, 
identify whether you're allowed to go on that ride, whether, whether you're, uh, you don't meet height requirements, uh, et cetera. So I don't know, maybe some kids don't have smaller phones or, or younger kids don't have phones. So I don't know how they're going to do that. Possibly something with the main person, maybe holding the phone kind of like, I don't know, a couple of years ago when I went with you, James to Disneyland and all of our tickets were linked so that, um, uh, for like fast passes and stuff, we, you know, you right. didn't have to individually do them. So, um, yep. so it's something coming soon. They just filed a patent for it. So, you know, it could be years away. I only saw it on one site and I didn't see anybody else talking about it anywhere on Facebook or nobody complained about it yet on Facebook. So <laughs> it must be in its uh, preliminary phase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and basically at the end, it says, if this is implemented, the dynamic queue system would fundamentally change the Disney parks experience by eliminating the need for long standby wait lines, which if uh, like, like, like Cody was saying, sometimes you do need those lines to clear out other places of the park so that everyone's not hanging out in the shops or whatever. But yeah. this could also be something that might replace a fast pass type system. Because yeah. mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, people probably said that about fast passes when they first came out. Well, if they're not waiting in line, then there's going to be too many people in different areas. So it, it may be a type of fast pass system, but electronic, I guess, or I don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it yeah. comes about and what they do. I mean, you, yeah. you know, they're always looking at ways to try to make the line system better and more right. desirable for people. I mean, they did the virtual queue for rise of the resistance. And I think they just started doing a virtual queue for, Indiana Jones now too, right? In the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And I've heard people are not happy with it either. The one with Indiana Jones. What? <laughs> people not happy. <laughs> you, might, you must be on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it sounds like, you know, you, you join the virtual queue and it says, okay, you're going to come at 1130 to ride this ride. And the way it's not even like they're, they're, they're kind of treating it like, Rise of the Resistance. There is no standby line for Indiana right. Jones right now. It is virtual queue only. So you get on there and try to get your virtual boarding pass or whatever they're calling it um, so that you can go on the ride because if you don't, you're not riding the ride that day. Right. Um, and then I guess so it's like, okay, I'll come back at 1130. And you wait around till 1130 to, to go on the ride thinking that you come back at 1130, you get to go right on. But then you end up waiting in the exterior queue for 20, 30 minutes because with the current state guidelines and everything, they can't have people queuing indoors. And so it was almost like a bad attraction to test this out on (laughs) because, yeah, because Indiana Jones has such an extensive queue and such an extensive indoor queue, you know, they have to queue everyone outside of the entrance to the temple. One of my favorite queues to stand in. Yeah. And so, you know, once they actually let you through, you know, you're walking all the way up until the loading area, which is great. But, you know, you waited two and a half hours from opening to get on this ride and then you still get stuck waiting in the line. So why are you even doing the virtual queue anyways, where if you had just beelined over there at nine in the morning, you probably could have gotten on in the first 30, 40 minutes. Right. You know, and then wrote on it again sometime later in the day. I don't know. I say they just go old school. No fast passes, no dynamic cues. Just, just go wait sit. in line. <laughs> well, because I'll tell you. Play on your phone. <laughs> fast pass makes standby longer. 
because they have to let the people in fast pass in every so often and it right. holds up the standby line. Although Matterhorn, I did, I, the line for Matterhorn used to move passes. consistently. I did enjoy fast passes. Yeah, I love fast passes. I remember oh, yeah. when I first got fast pass, I was like, especially Holy cow, when this I first is the started, best thing ever. Yeah, and I I was the one who would gather all the tickets and run all the way over Splash Mountain. Yeah. To get fast passes and then run all the way back and go on Space Mountain and then go back to Splash Mountain to ride it. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was good times. Yep. But, so. hmm. Those times are over. I know. <laughs> I just say go old school. No fast passes. No annual passes. Just no pay. Nothing. Go wait in line. The line would move. Suck it up. Faster. I think when Indiana Jones first opened, I think I waited in that line for four hours. Like yeah, it sounds was, about right. Yeah, it was nuts. I remember just sitting in that line for forever, yeah, forever. And I being mean, the, the very first time I went on it, all that winding around on the outside, and then finally say, "Oh yes, we're in the temple." And it's like, <laughs> what the heck? Who did this? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know I never did it, but uh, like when Star Tours first opened, I I've read stories and seen pictures of the lines going all the way down Main Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they first opened, so especially because they, they they did like a like a all day event or something, or they 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 were open all night or something like that for it. So the line was from what I saw down to almost the opera house of people waiting to go on Star Tour. So I don't know if both of you guys were there in your families or just one of you. And I was young at the time, so my perception on time was probably way blown out of proportion. But when Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage opened, we went on that ride, you know, that summer we went after it opened and we went on it and I feel like we were in that line for two or three hours. It was 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way it was 20 minutes. No, that sounds about right. I remember when that ride opened, the line was crazy. I don't think I even rode that ride for the first couple of years because I was like, I ain't waiting that long for a regurgitated submarine ride. I'm just, I'll wait. I don't think I went on it for the first couple of years. I don't know. Yeah. So I, I may have been there on that trip, but I was not in line with you for that. That's yeah. for sure. We, it might, it might've been, it might've been us, Cody. So I can, I can remember going on it fairly soon after it opened back up after being yeah. closed for many, many, many years. Right. So. All right. Interesting. Well, is it time to move on to our next topic, our main topic? I think it is. All right. So if you've been uh, listening to us for the past couple of months, we started back in November um, a thing where we're going to watch and talk about all the Disney animated feature films. Uh, started with Snow White back in November, and we are now on Sleeping Beauty, which is the 16th Disney animated feature film to be released. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Uh, it was released on January 29th, 1959. Uh, it was distributed by Buena Vista distribution produced by Walt Disney productions. And it, uh, like I said, it was the 16th, uh, animated feature film, the little synopsis Sleeping beauty tells the story of princess Aurora and the evil curse placed on her by vengeful fairy Maleficent. According to the prophecy, Aurora will prick her finger on the, on the spindle of a spinning wheel and fall into a deep slumber on her 16th birthday, from which only the kiss of her true love can awaken her. Three doting fairies, Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether, pose as peasant women to raise the young princess whom they call Briar Rose. 
and live deep in the forest where Maleficent cannot find her. One day while riding in the woods, Prince Philip catches sight of Briar Rose and the two fall in love at first sight. But Rose learns from the fairies that she is a princess and must return to the castle immediately to fulfill her royal duties. There, Maleficent discovers Aurora alone in the tower. The prince rushes in or rushes to the castle to rescue Aurora, but first he must battle Maleficent, who assumes the form of a fierce fire-spouting dragon. Um, it uh, stars the voices of Mary Costa as Princess Aurora, Bill Shirley as Prince Philip, uh, Eleanor Audley as Maleficent, Verna Felton, Barbara Jo Allen, and Barbara Luddy as the fairies. Uh, uh, Taylor Holmes as King Stephen, Verna Felton as Queen Leah, Bill Thompson as King Hubert, uh, Bobby Andrew, Candy Candido, and Pinto Colvig as Maleficent's goons, uh, Hans Conrad or Conreed as Harold, Dallas McKinnon as the owl, and Marvin Miller is the narrator. Um, a few of the directing animators, uh, names that I'm very familiar with. I don't know if you guys would be Mark Davis, Milt call Frank Thomas and Ollie Johnson and John Lounsbury. Um, another, another guy, Eric Larson didn't animate any characters, but he did do the forest sequence. Um, while Disney actually started planning this back in 1950, he announced that he was going to develop a sleeping beauty, uh, develop Sleeping beauty as an animated fe feature film. Writing began early in 1951. Um, they didn't. They didn't took a little bit of time off because uh, there was some planning going on um, for a future theme park uh, in the you know 53, 54 time period. Um, so it was kind of put on the back burner and didn't get released until 1959. Um, so it was nine years or so in the making. Uh, some of the music, I think one of the most popular songs, Once Upon a Dream, um, is probably the most popular from it. Um, let's see, some interesting things. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll wait and share those uh, after during my time when I share what I liked about the movie. So that okay. is Sleeping Beauty. It was uh, re-released a, re a few times. It was not re-released in Walt Disney's lifetime. Uh, that's I think, I think I read somewhere it was the first movie not to be re-released during his uh, lifetime because the first one was, where did I have the releases? I think it was 1970. I want to say it was 79 or 70, 79, and then 86. Um, I could be wrong, but I think that's, that's when it was. It cost about $6 million to make, only brought in $5.8 million during its initial run, but was still considered a, a, a a fairly successful movie at the time. Um, so yeah, here it is. Uh, Re-released 1970, 1979. Yeah. And then 86, I think it says. Yeah. So, so that's sleeping beauty. Um, sleeping beauty. What do you guys think of sleeping beauty? Well, I wanted to like this movie. Oh, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm trying to remember watching this as a kid. I know I've seen parts of it. I don't remember ever sitting down and watching the whole thing. I mean, I know, you know, the characters in there Maleficent, of course, Aurora. Um, of course, Sleeping Beauty's Castle is the castle that's there in Disneyland. So, 
you can walk through Disneyland, or at least you used to be able to uh, and see the story in the as you walk through the staircase in there. Um, but as I sat down and watched it this time, I was just like, man, I just was having a hard time getting into this movie. It was just like, what is, I don't know. I don't know if it was a bad day that I was watching it, but I was just like, I just didn't care for it all that much. I mean, it was okay, but there's just a lot of goofy things to it. To me, anyways, the story-wise, it's like, really, they couldn't come up with something better in their story than that? I mean, it just, uh, it seemed, uh, you know, like, I think, like, even at the beginning, like, the like Aurora's born, right? And there's, like, they have this big, huge party, and everybody's invited, except for Maleficent. And then all of a sudden, she shows up. And then I think, you know, she said, I don't even remember exactly what she said, but the queen says something like, Oh, we didn't offend you, did we? <laughs> Something <laughs> silly like that. And I'm like, what kind of question is that? Like, what? Why would you ask that? And then yes, Maleficent's like, Maleficent's like, no, I'm fine. And by the way, I curse your baby to die in 16 years. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, really? That's the story here? Like, I, I just, it just seemed goofy to me. Like, uh, I just didn't care for it. Were you unaware of that? That was the plot point. Well, I knew. Like at the base of it, I knew that was the plot point. I just didn't think that it would, like, to me, I'm watching. I'm just like, I just, I don't know. It just, yeah, it's like that escalated really quickly, you know. And (laughs) to be fair, the queen asked her, "Did we offend you?" And she said, "No." So I mean, it should have been like, "Okay, well then, see you later." (laughs) Surprisingly, James is unfamiliar with the concept of sarcasm. She oh, was in oh, fact trust, offended. Oh, trust me, I know a little bit about sarcasm. Trust me. <laughs> no, I understand the the sarcasm there. I understand all that. It just seemed to me like, like, like there's the story right there. Like, it, yeah. like there's no development of the right. story. There is no, you know. And then even at the end, it's like uh, the prince meets her out in the glen or whatever, and they they dance and now they're true loves. And so it's like, nobody knows that they know each other, but they know that he has to marry the the daughter and she has to be, it's just, it just, to me, it was just like, this is just a mishmash of ideas that just are happening too fast without enough development for my liking. All right. That's all. Well, the, the, I feel like this has been one of James's m- most harshly critiqued film yet. <laughs> Well, it doesn't. It doesn't have the lowest score. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cody. I was just watching it. And I was just like, like I, I, don't ha- I don't, I don't, I don't care for it all that much. That's just me. Uh, speaking of uh, lowest scores, um, I had some scores shared with me, um, and they are our two lowest scores for any film ever rated. Oh wow! Okay, so after so, after Sleep Beauty, then we can. So when we get to that part yeah. of the show, okay. I I will share that. All right. well, I'm interested to hear those. All right, so Cody, what do you think of Sleep Beauty? Um, it's you know it, it it's good, uh, but it's also not great. It's just kind of you know right there in the middle for me. Um, I, I think the one saving grace in this movie for me personally is Maleficent. I really like her character. Um, her voice in the voice actress, uh, which is also the same voice actress, if I'm not mistaken as Lady Tremaine from 
Cinderella. Yes. Um, it's fantastic voice acting. Um, it, it really just helps embody uh, Maleficent and give her that evil uh, vibe. And I just, I liked her character a lot. Um, but other than that, like I liked the fairies, the three good fairies. I like the banter that they kind of have with one another. I mean, it's been a meme goes around the ever internet every now and then. And you know, uh, what is her name? Meriwether is trying on the dress or she's being the mannequin for the dress that, that, uh, Flora is, is making. And Meriwether's like, Oh, it looks awful. And Flora's like, well, it's because it's on you, dear. You know, just that dry, <laughs> sarcastic humor. Um, I thought that was great. Uh, they had some good banter between the three of them, but to me, despite the fact that it's called sleeping beauty, um, I don't feel like the, she's a very minor part in the movie. Like she doesn't have a lot of screen time compared to other people. She has very minimal dialogue compared to other people in the film. So and, I was going to bring this up during my, when I shared it, but I, if, if, if you don't mind, I'll uh, share it mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the title character, she's the lowest, uh, as far as amount of lines since Dumbo, which Dumbo didn't speak at all. Uh, she only had <laughs> sleeping beauty only had 18 lines of actual dialogue throughout the movie in the entire film. She only is in the film for 18 minutes. So 18 out of the 75 minutes, she, that's the only yeah. time she she's in there. Um, and from what this is saying is they said it's more, it's actually seems more about the fairies who are trying to protect her than it is about sleeping beauty or briar rose. Yeah. Uh, so, um, matter of fact, her first line isn't spoken until 19 minutes into the film is when she gets her first line. Um, well, what do you expect her to speak as a baby? Well, Jason yeah, that's true. Under, under I know. I know. <laughs> it, it does say she did sing two songs during the time. So she got, she got some more words in there, but as far as dialogue, only 18 lines and only in the movie for 18 minutes. So, yeah. So, I mean, it would have been a better suited title would be the three good fairies and sleeping beauty or Maleficent and the Sleeping Beauty or something like that. But to, to hone in on this is Sleeping Beauty story, I mean, like it is, but she's not heavily featured in her own movie. So I thought that was interesting. Again, I didn't dislike the film. I didn't love it, but I loved Maleficent. You know, I'm not watching Sleeping Beauty for Sleeping Beauty. I'm watching Sleeping Beauty for Maleficent when it comes down to the end of the day. Good deal. Good deal. I'm watching Sleeping Beauty for the whole story. Uh, it's not one of my favorites, <laughs> but I can tell you, uh, it does. I mean, if you if you sit sit back and look at it, you think of Snow White and you think of Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty. They're all they're all kind of the same, the same basic story. Uh, and actually, is is it's Walt Disney's last fairy tale until Little Little Mermaid. And I think he was really concerned about it being too much like like uh, he was. Snow White, right? Yeah, he was, yeah. He was like, hey, we can't just remake Snow White or right. something we, like that. So we have to be different. And where they were different in, I think, is in, in a lot of the animation. A lot of the background art, which I've, I've read about extensively. It's some of the um, – some of the if you watch on if, – if, if you watch it on Disney Plus and you go to the extras, there's a thing about the basically the making of Sleeping Beauty, which is very interesting to watch. Uh, I would recommend it. 
Um, and a lot of the artists complained because once they started throwing their characters onto the background, the background was overpowering their characters as far as the visual. So that's something that's different from, I think the other ones in this movie, as far as the background doing, doing that. Um, so that was something where it was a little different. Um, like I said, it was the last fairy tale since, or until little mermaid came along. Cause then they, they kind of went away from the fairy tale. And if you, if you read how much they made or they spent like $6 million, I think they made back either 5.3 or 5.8. So it wasn't, they didn't make back their money right away. Uh, and it was their first movie not to do that in, in quite, in quite a while for, for Disney. But if you look at some of the live action stuff they did, and I think one of them was referenced in this book that I have by, by Leonard Malton. Um, it talked about, was it flubber? No, no, the shaggy dog, which was produced in the same year. They made that movie for less than $1 million, but it grossed over 9 million. So their success wasn't, I think they realized it's not going to be in fairy tales anymore. We, we have to, we can still do animated cartoons and actually people would advise Disney. Maybe you should stop doing cartoons and just go to live action, but he didn't want to do that. Right. Uh, but we do need to get out of the, the genre of fairy tales. And if you look at some of their next ones coming up, I mean, you've got, uh, 101 Dalmatians, you've got Sword in the Stone, you've got Jungle Book, and then into the 70s, you've got like Winnie the Pooh and, and you know, the Rescuers and stuff and, um, you know, the Black Cauldron coming later. Uh, so they went away from the typical fairy tale and they, the movies were fairly successful. Um, mm -hmm. So as Leonard Maltin called in his book, it was basically an end of an era for Disney as far as fairy tales. Until obviously we get to the 1990s, and then you know, then they're bringing back things like Little Little Mermaid and you know Beauty and the Beast, and uh, yeah. So uh, I actually, I mean, I enjoyed it. It it it, it had been a while since I seen it. Um, so I know James mentioned the Disneyland Castle. So the Disneyland Castle was named for this film, even though the park, um, uh, the park opened four years prior to the film's release. You know, it was kind of. I don't know if they use it as a promotional thing, you know, because I want to say I read somewhere originally he was going to call it Snow White's Castle, but oh, yeah. switched it to Sleeping Beauties. So, so did he? Did they call it Sleeping Beauties Castle in those four years before the movie? Or yeah, I think yeah, it's always did. been Sleeping Beauties Castle. Yeah. So, um, some some of the other things I found interesting. Uh, let me see if I can find them. Um. Oh, they said a studio trademark. Uh, this is from Internet Movie Database. Habitually barefoot characters. Uh, Aurora's barefoot throughout most of the movie, uh, as, long, as well as other, other other people from other films. It's the only Disney movie with square trees. Um, <laughs> Which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was the third Disney film to undergo a painstaking computer restoration after Snow White in 87 and 93 and Pinocchio in 92. Um so let's see if there's anything else. I don't see anything really that I wanted to talk about. But yeah, I enjoyed the movie. Um, the uh, the music, uh, like there's to me, there's not a lot of memorable songs, but the score is to me memorable. I mean, um, so um, I think that was that was all I had marked down. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, it did have a couple, obviously, uh, live action, uh, not remakes of it, but I guess store other stories told. Maleficent, uh, I, I and they had a second Malef Maleficent, didn't they? 
which I haven't seen. Uh, yes, they did I make a second out. one. Did it come out yet, or? Yeah, it's been out for a few years. Oh, okay. I never, yeah. I never even saw the first one. Yeah, I saw the first one. I enjoyed it, but um, I don't remember what it, the second one was called. But Mistress of Evil. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. I saw it. Yeah. Okay, if I never saw it again, I wouldn't be missing anything. Yeah. This was the final Disney animated film to have the story written by multiple people. So I guess starting with 101 Dalmatians, they had a writer instead of a group of writers. Um, Interesting. The films, it says the film's disappointing box office take was instrumental in the Disney Studios posting its first financial loss in over a decade and ultimately led to massive layoffs in the animation department. I want to say... There was like over 500 animators employed at the time of this, but after this movie, they went down to like 75 or 80 or something like that. It was crazy. Um, out of all the 16 voice cast members, Mary Costa, who is the voices of Aurora, uh, as of January 2021, she was the only one still alive. I don't know if she is still. Uh, so she must have been fairly young when she did this. Um, and they can, it, they say box office bomb, but you know, it almost made back its money. So it wasn't too bad, but it was the last, it says last Disney animated feature film to be a box office bomb until the black cauldron in 1985. So they went through what, from 1959 to 1985 where all the movies were successful, even during the seventies, which is pretty shocking. Uh, cause they went through a, a dark period there. <laughs> um, and I think. Yeah, that was all I got. So, last one of the 1950s and the 16th animated feature film. So, yep. So the 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 movie Maleficent is it? Does it retell the exact same story, or is it a different story? Is it an origin story? What is it? Um, it's so it's part origin story, uh-huh. um, of Maleficent herself. Okay. Um, and then it also shows you the same, pretty much the same story of Sleeping Beauty, the animated film, but from Maleficent's perspective. So then right. you see a lot more of what Maleficent's doing during those 16 years that Aurora or Briar Rose is, is growing up and gotcha. you know, spoilers. Cause I mean, I don't feel bad saying things about this movie cause it's been out forever, but um, it, in Maleficent uh, Aurora thinks that Maleficent is her fairy godmother. Because uh-huh. Maleficent was always watching after this child. She in 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 the movie Maleficent, she always knew where Aurora was throughout those 16 years. It wasn't like, man, it's the dawn of her 16th birthday. Where the heck is she? You know? Right. right. She would always know and she'd go spy on on the three fairies and, and Aurora. And Aurora would run out of the house and come talk to Maleficent and um Maleficent didn't really tell her that she was the one that cursed her as a baby. Um, And so, you know, there was some animosity there once Aurora found out because she had grown to, to love and to trust Maleficent and, and, and vice versa as well. Uh, It got to the point where Maleficent regretted putting that curse on her because she had grown to love the girl as her own because she had been watching her grow up throughout all the years. Gotcha. And she couldn't just reverse the curse. She couldn't reverse the curse. Yeah. Because the way, the way she spoke it in the movie Maleficent was that 
no power or magic could undo it. Right. And right. that were that um included herself. She could not undo the curse. Um it, it, and you know it had to be broken by true love's kiss. Um and I think the twist on that was that it wasn't the prince. Um Maleficent felt so heartbroken that she had done this to Aurora that she leaned over her in her deathly slumber, kissed her on the forehead, and that's what awoke her. Oh, sounds like I need to go watch that movie. You might like it. It's I'm actually, sure. I actually really liked the the first Maleficent movie. The uh-huh. second one was kind of garbage, but the first one's decent. Yeah, I put it gotcha. off. For, I didn't. the The wife and the kids went to see it in the theater. I think I didn't go see it. I put it off for the longest time. When I finally watched it, I was like, "Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good movie. It's not that bad." Hmm. Yeah. So. Um, gotcha. Cool. And it shows why. Why it also tells you why Maleficent was not invited to the celebration of Aurora's birth. So it sounds like it provides a lot of backstory that it I does. was missing yes. in Sleeping Beauty. Yes, right. it does. Gotcha. So, worth, so the fact, so the fact the that watch. they were compelled to put this movie out 60, 50 years later tells you <laughs> how bad they felt about the lack of story development the first time around. Possibly. They spent Possibly. so much money on uh, background cells that they couldn't afford to pay the actress that was the main character to be in the movie and provide a backstory. So cool. So yeah, that's uh that's sleeping beauty. Sleeping um, beauty. So we want to share our rankings and then yes. we'll share, we'll show the other, uh, I can share. I've got three other rankings. Nice. From I've got some, a slew from, from a some slew. listeners. So. I've got a slew. I don't even know how many a slew is, but it sounds like a lot. It's more than a few, but less than a plethora. (laughs) A plethora. (laughs) Precisely. Would you say that you have a plethora? (laughs) Sorry, different type of movie, different type of movie. Uh, Who wants to go first? Cody. Oh, I was... The guy doing the drum roll never uh, does it. Oh, uh, okay. I was providing drum roll. For I'll, go, the I'll go first. I'll go first. So like I said, I like the music. Um, it, uh, I do like sleeping beauty. I mean, it's, it's something I would watch again, you know, if it's on, uh, it had been a while since I watched it. So I did watch it twice getting ready for this. Um, let's see what else. I think I've said everything I could say about it. So I'm going to give it an 82. An 82. Yeah. So not as high as uh, Cinderella, a little bit higher than Snow White, a uh, little higher than Bambi, but uh, give it an 82. All right. Okay. All right. Who's up? My turn? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, like I said, I, I didn't like this movie too much. I thought I should. Um, I gave it a 64. 64. 64. Right. 64. A little bit better than Alice in Wonderland. Not a lot better than Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> Maybe I'll change my mind if I go watch Maleficent and then come back yeah, yeah, and rewatch yeah. this and understand You'll the story You'll come back and be like, this movie's a 90. Yeah. <laughs> what was yeah. I thinking? <laughs> All right. All right. Um, what is up? Yeah, like I said, uh, there were certain things about this movie that I liked, mainly Maleficent. Anytime she was on the screen, she controlled 
whatever scene she was in, I really liked that character. They did that character justice. Uh, I liked the fairies, but the overall story was, was lacking. There was a lot of details that should have been in this movie that just weren't. Um, the fact that the main character had 18 lines, <laughs> you know, um, a woman, a few words. Yes, precisely. Um, I give this movie a 70. All right. So it looks like we got an average of only 72 with a difference of what? 16, 17, 18 between the three of us as far as the lowest to the highest, which is exactly the difference from our last movie, Lady and the Tramp, uh, with, I think Cody gave it a 68 and I give it a, or James gave it a high of 86. So, yeah. Um, interesting. I mean, I, I think I've said it before. I always find it interesting how different people view different movies and what they rate them. And that's kind of in reference to what I'm about to share with what Amber sent in my sister who watched the movie. Um, so I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and read the email. Um, right. So she said, if she had to write it in an email, you know, she's upset. No, it wasn't just a quick text message to Jason. She said, uh, her, her husband, trace trace watched it with me. So you get two ratings today. Uh, I'll read her. I'll read what she said and then I'll give you the rating. So, so Sleeping Beauty rates very high are high for me. Uh, Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether are by far some of my favorite characters. They have some pretty funny dialogue throughout the film, which Cody did mention. Also, Once Upon a Dream, both the original and the remake by uh, Lana Del Rey from Maleficent is a top Disney song for me. That version from Lana Del Rey is actually pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. She said, Trace is a man of few words, but said for it being made in the 50s, the animation was awesome. So... Amber gave it a 95, which I want to say is her highest rated film so far, Sleeping Beauty. And Trace, this is his first one that he's uh, rated, and he gave it an 83. Wow. Higher than me. Higher. Uh, They both rated higher than any of us. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got a rating from Marsha, my wife. Uh, She gives it an 80. Okay. uh, Which is just slightly lower than me. Definitely not her worst one, but still hasn't topped her 95 for Cinderella and Dumbo. So, all right, Cody, what do you got? You got some that, uh, so oh, first, thank you, Amber. Thank you, Trace for yes, thank you. Uh, yes, watching thank them you. and sending in those writings. Although I, Trace probably watched it cause Amber made them. Yep. Uh, and so, I, so as thank a, you Amber for making him watch it. Yeah, I know she's a, got kids. We need to hear what the kids are thinking. Well, she actually sent me a text when they were watching it and, uh, she said, uh, she, cause she's got, uh, she's got really, really young ones and it was yeah. her daughter's first time ever watching it. And she sent me a picture of her sitting on the floor, looking up the TV, watching Sleepy Beauty. So That's uh, cool. all, all I have to ask her if she, if she likes it, uh, right now, currently as we were, as we're recording, what time is it in Japan? Uh, let's see time in Tokyo. It's 1240 PM. So a little after noon Monday on, on Monday May 24th and they are at Tokyo Disneyland again. What? Yeah, they I think they left today. So they're they were Let's going for them. a couple more Let's days. Call them. Let's tell them get a live report. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, she needs live to send in like a Tokyo <laughs> Disney Resort. Here is Amber. She needs to send in like a trip report. I need to get her on and uh she she can talk about it. Yes. I know they were I don't know if they opened up some more uh like slots or something, but she she sent out a text in our little family group that we're part of and she's like I think her question was, should we go again? And I'm like, yeah, go again. 
Go as many times as you can while yeah. you're there. So she should have uh, posted it on on Facebook because that was a stupid question. <laughs> that's where uh, that's where stupid questions go, huh? <laughs> so yeah, it, you shouldn't have to ask. Should we go again? Heck yeah, go. So they're they're out in Tokyo having fun. So good. good nice. For them. Yep, that's uh, awesome. One of the when when I was in the military, that was one of the places I want to get stationed at, just so I could go to Tokyo Disneyland. Uh, they, that's a pretty strong desire there. Yeah, I never got there, so uh, hopefully I can make a trip out to see her. Yeah. All right, Cody. So what do you well, got? Let us know when you're going. <laughs> you gonna go? <laughs> we'll all tag along. <laughs> Amber, you got a bunch of people coming. Let's go. She's got a house that fits maybe five people. <laughs> that's fine. We'll sleep out back. All right. <laughs> yeah. We'll stay at the so Disneyland what, Hotel. Don't worry about it. Yeah. What do you What do you got, Cody? <laughs> All right. Um, I uh, I'm either a really bad co-host or bad husband, maybe both, because my wife <laughs> has been watching some of these movies with me, and I have not got a rating from her, <laughs> and so I have one, two, three, four, five, six ratings from my okay. wife, the ones that she's actually watched right. with me. Sounds nice. good. Let's hear them. Um, so Snow White, going right. back to the number one or the, the first made film, she scored Snow White a 35. Wow. 35. Wow. That is the lowest score of them all. Way to go, Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. So it dropped the average of Snow White for the listeners from a 60 no not a 69 it was a 77.5 dropped it to a 69 so there we go all right all what right. you got and so then then we then then there was a, a bit of a jump in in what she was watching with me okay uh, the next in order of release that she watched with me was Cinderella okay so and yeah, she we, we she scored Cinderella what was that I said she jumped quite a bit. Yeah, she jumped quite a bit. Um, yeah. Now, she was with me while I was watching some of those wartime era movies. But she had headphones in and she was doing her own thing on her phone. So <laughs> she was she not was, really. She was the lucky one. Yes, she was. <laughs> yeah. She could see the. the, the she could the, probably the, still give a pretty accurate rating for him. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Cinderella, she scored a 65. 65. All right. So we've now got a, an 84 on that one. And then the next Alice in Wonderland was a 40. Uh, 40? 40? 40. Yep, 40. Okay. All right. That sounds about right. Drops it yeah. to a 55. Okay. I mean, James, you, you've got 22 points on that. you got a 62 yep. there. I know. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Al, after Alice is Peter Pan, she gave Peter Pan a 70. All right. She liked Peter Pan. You need to take her on the Peter Pan ride. Yes. Yeah, she was trying she was trying to ask me why everyone liked that ride so much and I was like, I don't I don't know. The the, the track is above you. I don't don't have a great yeah. answer for that one. It's classic. Cuz you're, you're hanging from the ceiling. That's the whole reason it's so cool. You're flying is over that, London. Is that actually the reason is because that's, the track is above you? That's the reason I like it cuz it's okay. very unique that you're flying unique. attached to the ceiling. That's the reason I like it. I think you All could right. put that same track on any other themed ride, even in Winnie the Pooh, and I would probably love it. Fair enough. 
All right. Uh, and then what's the after that was Lady in the Tramp. Oh, oh, can I guess? Can I can I guess what she gave for Lady in the Tramp? Sure. 83. No. Oh, okay. Was that close? No. Oh, dang it. Why were you guessing 83? I I I figure her for a Lady in the Tramp fan. I don't know why. Oh. Yeah. Okay. No, she uh cut your score in half and then take a few away. Oh, wow. Uh, she she gave Lady in the Tramp a 40. Wow. 40. She's tough. <laughs> I will tell you what though, um when it comes to when we're trying to find something to watch, uh she is now the designated movie picker in our household because every time she picks a fantastic movie. Okay. So I don't even bother picking movies anymore cuz they just don't compare to the movies she picks. So she is a pretty good judge of character when it comes to movies. Well, obviously sure. she's not picking Disney movies. <laughs> <laughs> so give us give at least not ex- old Disney movies. Give yeah. us an example. What's the latest good movie that she picked? Oh, we've watched a a a string of really good movies. We've watched um uh, the Martian. We watch Interstellar. We watched some other space alien movie. Martian um, is that the one with um, uh, Matt Damon? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah, Interstellar yeah. is uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Um, there was another one, kind of in that same genre that we watched, and I can't. Is it the one with George Clooney? It. It's got Jeremy Sandra Renner Gold. in it, Hawkeye, oh. and. Um, Amy Adams. They star oh, in it. Oh yeah, I, I know. It's Amy Adams is like a scientist or something. Yeah. Yeah. And they're okay. trying to communicate with aliens. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I just don't. I haven't seen any of those three. I'll have to go watch them. Fantastic, all three of them. Cool. Fantastic. Sorry, um, I didn't mean to take us off on the no, sidetrack no there. No worries. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Lady in the Tramp was a forty, 40. and then. Uh, for Sleeping Beauty, she gave it a 71. 71. All right. Which is only one under our average. Yep. Um, 82.25 now. Okay, cool. And then I also have ratings from Rush and Amy, my right. my brother and his wife. All right. We got some more. Um, and then this, this rating was just for Alice in Wonderland. Okay. Um, man, I'm just trying to figure out if I should just lead into this or just, just throw it out there. <laughs> like a Band-Aid, just pull it off. Yeah, just rip it off. Okay. Rush scored Alice in Wonderland a 10 and Amy a- scored it a 20. A 10 and a 20? Yep. Wow. Well, that brought they, their average uh, way down. They were not fans of that film. Really? I mean, I know, I know March is not a huge, March gave it a 65, but I know she's not a huge fan of it. Uh, it looks like Cody's the biggest fan of Alice in Wonderland out of all of us. <laughs> it was, it was that mad tea party music, man. That was just making Maybe. me think of Disneyland. Maybe. Well, that, that's, that is, that's, that is that's true. Really, yeah. That's the only reason I gave it a high rating is because I just thought I was in Disneyland yeah. while I was watching it. All the music, yeah. the movie sucked. <laughs> Sorry, we're, we took a break, right? We're not recording right now. Uh, James gave it, you gave it a 62, which is- I one, did. Yeah. Yep. Your lowest since the wartime film, so. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All That's right, nice so. to get some different ratings and hear some different perspectives. Yeah. yeah. So you That's think- That's awesome. Keep you them think coming. Once, once we move on to like maybe the, the time period where she's maybe 
a little girl or a teenager, you know, we're looking at Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, Milan, Tarzan, that time period. You think her ratings go up? Does she like those movies, Lucy? Well, Lucy, yeah, yeah. I, I would say her ratings are going to go up. Go up, okay. Once we start to get into some of those more childhood classics, I would call them movies that right she or or myself grew up watching. Right. You know. Interesting. All right. Yeah, because see, cool. I can tell you. I mean, I don't think I have it up. I mean, Sleeping Beauty, as far as some of the, when I was looking at uh, Internet Movie Database, some of the, the, critic scores or critic uh, ratings, I guess you want to call them, um, they were fairly high. I mean, like, I think I've shared some of these in the past for some movies, but like the Chicago Reader, a guy named Dave Care gave it. He said he gave it a hundred. The masterpiece of the Disney Studios post-war style. The animation has been stripped down in accordance with economic imperatives, but what the images lose in shading and detail, they gain in strength and fluidity. Uh, New York Daily News, 100. It's a picture that will charm the young and tickle adults since the old fairy tale has been transferred to the screen by a Disney who kept his tongue in his cheek throughout the film's animation. It's a beautiful and amusing cartoon. So, I mean, fairly, uh, most of these scores are, uh, and fairly high. I think the lowest I've seen is a 50, but, uh, that was by time magazine. Uh, so yeah, it's different to see how different people, like I said, always interesting to see how, how other people view the movie. Um, yep. you know, James went in wanting to like it, but wasn't his favorite. I no. tried. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. Still a classic. Yeah. You know, one, two, three, four, fifth one of the silver age. We only got three more before we move out of the silver age. Uh, we've got 101 Dalmatians coming up next. We got the Sword in the Stone, which I'm excited about, uh, and uh, the Jungle Book. And then we'll move out of the uh, what they call the the Silver Age. And I want to say the next one they they named like the Bronze Age or something like that. Let me see. I've got them. I've got them listed here. I don't know when they came up with these names or. Uh, obviously, the Disney's Golden Age is the first five. It wouldn't have been called the Golden Age if they would have named it back when they first came out because they were all pretty much uh, – they didn't do very well. Yeah, Disney's right. Bronze Age starts in 1970. It goes uh, through what? 1988. So we got the Aristocats, Robin Hood, Winnie Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, the Rescuers, Fox and the Hound, the Black Cauldron, the Great Mouse Detective. And this one includes Oliver and company into the Bronze Age, but I've seen it included into the the next era, which they named the Renaissance era. Um, although it didn't really fit in the Renaissance era, era but I, I see a lot of people put it into that era. era. Um, so it just depends if you start the era in 1988 or if you start the era in 1989. So, Gotcha. And that's when we got a lot of the ones that Cody considers, you know, classics from his childhood. So, uh, yep. which is a bunch that I watched also, obviously, because I have a kid who's around the same age as you. So, yeah, they were on in our house all the time. So, so there you go. Thanks, uh, Lucy, uh, Amber, Trace, Rush, Amy, Marsha, for their Thank rankings. You. Yeah. Keep them coming. Yes, yes. Yes. It is It is nice to get, um, especially with Lucy's and Rush and Amy's recent additions, we're starting to fill out the spectrum here yeah. a little bit. Yeah, you got so. the old You got the old guys like James. You got the, 
you got the little bit younger guys like me. Uh, what's wrong with your fingers, James? <laughs> They're cramping. Uh, <laughs> then you got the younger ones coming in. So uh, we got we, we got the whole spectrum. Man, so. if if, uh, if you're a young guy there, Jason, I must still be in diapers. I'm gonna leave that one alone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't have to bleep out anything for this episode. So. <laughs> Uh, yet yet so all right well let's uh, it ain't over yet it's not we got we got two more segments to hit before we get out of here one that i'm a lot excited for and a little scared about all right uh, we'll get you should not be scared about coming into cody's corner i all love right. cody's corner cody's corner is great there's so, free man. candy there <laughs> come on into <laughs> cody's corner we we'll get right. to get in a white van and drive there. <laughs> There's no windows. Beep, beep. Get in, losers. We're going to Cody's Corner. Hey. Yay. It's not nice like last time. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we Cody still is going to come up with some type of theme song or some something. Oh, he's been working on it. I can tell. Look maybe, at that look on his face. Maybe, maybe it will something. be. Maybe it will be the sound of a van coming to a screeching halt. And you hear the door slide open and Cody's like, get in losers. We're going to Cody's Carter. <laughs> oh goodness. That would be awesome. So we can, I mean, we can do up a graphic for it. Yeah. White van with Cody's corner spray painted on the side. <laughs> yeah. Free candy. Corner, free candy. Free candy yeah. underneath. In like red paint, like spray spray painting, and the spray painting's like leaking down. Free churros. There you, there you go. Free churros free and dole whips. Churros and chimichangas. So there we there go. There we go. All right. So what do you got for us this week, Cody? All right. Um, I've been trying to decide on a few, but I think I'm going to go with the this this one. Um, doesn't require much thought, so I'm just going to give it to you guys off the cuff. Okay. Um. So. If you could, if you went to Disneyland and you could only go on one attraction and eat one food item and leave, what would it be? Now, and, and so can the food item be like a dinner item? Yes. So I I was just going to, I was just going to, um, elaborate on that. Okay. A food item can be snack. It can be something that, um, you know, like if maybe if you sat down at the blue bayou and, and maybe it's the dessert, but to, you, you probably really wouldn't be able to just go in there and order dessert. I guess you could if you wanted to, but you know, you don't have to follow the normal operating guidelines on what it would take to actually get that food item. But if it is sold there and you are able to obtain it there, you can answer it. Um, it could be a beverage, um, you know, or an ice cream, you know, if it's edible, uh, or drinkable, it, it qualifies. Could it be from Club Thirty Three if we've never been there before? <laughs> okay, so so I will add that you have had to have eaten have, or drinking. You've had to have okay. tasted this. Gotcha. You've had to have experienced it yourself. Okay, so Jason, you got an answer? I I've got I've got my food one. The ride one is it's a little tough. Uh, I was actually I don't know if I saw it on Facebook this week, but there was somebody that posed a question like this. In one of the groups, it might have been on Twitter. I don't know about. Uh, it wasn't what ride would you ride. It was basically what was your favorite ride? And I, I kind of associate those two the same. Favorite ride would be the one ride I would want to go on. Uh, but I do have an answer. If you want me to go first, sure. Uh, 
All right. So the, if I go into Disneyland and I get to choose one ride and then go get something to eat and then leave, I am actually going on the Pirates of the Caribbean. That would be my ride. Um, it was a toss up for me between Pirates and Haunted Mansion. Um, um, it's, uh, I don't remember, it's been a while since I've been to Disneyland, so I don't, I don't remember what, uh, if that's one of the first rides we always go to first, or if we wait, um, it seems like we go in from, from the time I was a kid, it seems like a lot of times when we go in, we go in and we head to Tomorrowland and we get on space mountain for some reason is one Mm -hmm. of the first rides we usually go on. But, um, so I guess space mountain would have been in the mix, but I'm going to Pirates of Caribbean then I'm getting off that ride. I'm heading back over to main street and guess where I'm going. Plaza in. Plaza in to give me some fried, fried chicken, fried chicken, chicken. <laughs> mashed potatoes, some a biscuit, a chicken fry. So, uh, yeah, I would, uh, I'd, I'd have her plaza in and get me some fried chicken. That would be the one, uh, awesome. my one meal. And then, um, I would, uh, we would take off. So cool. Awesome. Well, I've got two different answers. I'm assuming that I would get to go with Jason and do his two things. So that'd be fine with me because those are solid choices right there. (laughs) So when it was my turn. Then I get to go with James. That's right. So (laughs) I would say, I would say we go to Space Mountain. That would be my ride. And I would say the steak and lobster at Blue Bayou. That would be my food. The surf and turf. All right. Surf and turf, not with the au gratin potatoes, with mashed potatoes instead. And okay. uh, I, I would like to order au gratin if that's okay. I do like their au gratin potatoes. They're pretty <laughs> I think, good. I think they're okay. I just am a big mashed potatoes fan. So. I, love I remember when, I, when we went with Jin for lab days that one year and he subbed his his side of like steamed vegetables for another helping of a gratin potatoes. He blew my mind. I was like, <laughs> I can get double potatoes? <laughs> Give it to me. It's Disneyland. They make dreams come true. You can get whatever yeah. you want. Man, so. it changed my life. <laughs> All right, Cody. So what do you got? Oh man. Um Did we did did we steal any of yours? You did not steal any oh. of mine. All right. Can I guess yours? Sure. Go ahead. You can both try to guess. Buzz Lightyear. Rub my eyebrows what? off. What's wrong with your hey. fingers, Cody? <laughs> I can I can tell you it's not Buzz Lightyear and it's not Splash Mountain unless they install a lap bar. <laughs> lap bars, right? Uh, I think I know Cody's, but I'll let you go, James. Uh, you know, I just I honestly don't know. I just wanted to say Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> I think I think I think Cody's headed to Haunted Mansion, and he's going to Blue Bayou, but I don't know what he gets at Blue Bayou normally. So, I'll say Haunted Mansion and Blue Bayou. All right. Um, so the, the ride I went back and forth on, I have a favorite ride, um, but I opted for not going with my favorite ride. Gadgets go, go coaster. Yeah. No. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about big thunder mountain. I, that, that, that should have made my list too, but I'll stick with pirates. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, my ride is going to be a grand circle tour on the Disneyland railroad. Nice. So he could see Uh, it all. It's yeah. the, it's the yeah. longest attraction as far as I'm aware. And uh, you get to see other attractions. You get to go through Splash Mountain. Yeah. Um, and I get to see each main area of the park. Um, and exactly. where it's been so long since I've been to Disneyland. 
Um, and as it has for, for all of us, I mean, James has kind of dabbled with downtown Disney and a uh, touch of Disney, but he hasn't actually gone, been able to go to Disneyland like, like he had pre COVID. So, right. um, I'm just feeling really nostalgic when it comes to Disneyland right now. And I just want to take the grand circle tour. All right. That's a good choice. What and my food? my food, uh, Jason was correct as in, is it is going to be from the blue Bayou. Uh-huh. And I cannot go to the Blue Bayou and skip out on a hearty bowl of gumbo. <laughs> Man, that stuff is delicious. If that I could just, stuff. if they had that in an entree size rather than just your starter, <laughs> I would get that. Like, give me a bowl of this. Give me a pail, like a yeah. big old like Home Depot <laughs> bucket of gumbo. <laughs> a Home Depot bucket full. Yep. Holy cow! Cody's gonna yep. be eating gumbo for months. Oh, now it'll take me about thirty minutes. I'll I'll eat that whole bucket. Yeah. So, stay away from any bathrooms close to Blue Bayou <laughs> after Cody goes and eats gumbo, because that ain't gonna do anybody's stomach a favor. Let me tell you. Oh, it is so good. It yeah. is good. That is good stuff. Well, all right, all right. So you got a question for us for next week? Is it going to be off the cuff or do we got to think about it? No, next week will be off the cuff. Awesome. Awesome. What off about the cuff uh, at Cody's Corner? Off, off the cuff, the cuff at, at yeah. Cody's Corner. So you said Disneyland. What about uh, just throwing out? Did you ever think of California Adventure? Hey, maybe that'll be next week. All right. Ooh. Well, then I won't or, bring it up. Or, don't or next spoil time it. we record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cody's would be Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's got a seatbelt, right? At least. <laughs> See, for that ride, that ain't enough. That is not enough to make me feel secure. I, on Splash Mountain, it would make me feel secure. I, I almost tagged you in, a, in a, fa- a Facebook post today on some random Disney site. It was a person who said, hey, I've never been on Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm going to. I'm going in two weeks. Should I go? And I almost tagged you, hey, Cody, what do you think? Should she go? Hell no. <laughs> not just no. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> and and so here's the thing where my wife has never been before or at least not since she was three um the goal is within four days is to go on every attraction so so you're gonna go on guardians i will go on because i I will tell you right now that that has a very good likelihood of being my wife's favorite Favorite. yeah i that's what i was thinking so yep she's she might uh, ask to do it without the seatbelt on. Can I just do it without this on? Yeah. Probably. She's like, can I just jump off the building? Like, I don't even need to be in the elevator. Yeah. She'll just, you know, strap a parachute on my back. I'll just. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, that's actually one of the rides I'm excited about when we finally get to go back is to go on Guardians, especially if I'm there with James, because I mean, he just he just adds more to the ride. When we, I don't know if I told this story when we went on it, but, you know. He was yelling something at Rocket when when we first saw Rocket, and uh, yeah, it was strangest thing though. I mean, because I I took Kaylee on it years years ago, and it was still Tower of Terror when she finally got big enough to go on it, and she loved it. I was so I I get really nervous when I take my kids on a ride for the first time, uh, especially like a roller coaster or that type of ride, because once we're on the ride, I can't do nothing for you. I, I mean, right? You're gonna have to endure this couple minutes of horror, and I can't do nothing but maybe hold your hand. Uh, and 
and uh, to me that, that it's it's horrible because I feel and bad. It doesn't happen when they're sitting next to me crying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember when I first took her on Tower of the Terror, she loved it. It was, I mean, she had the hugest smile on her face. And we go back the next year and we write it, and she's terrified. She's got her head in my chest and trying to hold on as best she can. And I'm laughing the whole time because, I mean, we're dropping, going up, dropping, going up, and I it's great. And I felt bad because I'm laughing and she's over there almost in tears, but. That ride is so fun. Um, so I'll get to experience that next time I go because Maddie, so, Maddie will finally be big enough to ride all those rides. And so, so much better than Tower of Terror. Yeah, I, I miss Tower of Terror, but it was it was fun. Yeah. I the only complaint I had about Guardians is between the floors when you stop and they've got the scenes going on, it's almost like it's too quick. You don't get to take in the whole right. what's going on because as soon as you're, you're looking around and then bam, you're up or you're down or yeah. so. Uh, that would be my and, only complaint, but and we will never make Marsha go again. <laughs> no, she still she still talks about that sometimes. So. <laughs> she, the crazy thing is, I know it traumatized me as a kid because I remember it so vividly. Yeah, I ju- I have a picture of you on Tower yeah. of Terror on my desktop that yeah. I found while I was going through some of my pictures, and I saved it to my desktop to show you. Maybe I'll post that one later. Great, post it. Yeah. So post it. Yeah, the, and the and the the sad thing is, is the, the my stance or position or formation, whatever you want to call it on that ride has not changed. I still look, like <laughs> <You that>. still <laughs> look. <laughs> well, then when you go, you need to send me the, the, the screenshot of uh, the picture of the oh. picture. So I can, if they're doing them, my wife's going to yeah. have the biggest smile on her face and yeah. I'm just going to be like, get me off this thing. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to get off and she's going to want to go on it again. And I'm so gonna be if like, you could choose where you sit, do you prefer to, cause I love sitting in the front row. I, I, I like being in the front. <sighs> no, do you like being in the back a- or it doesn't matter to you. No, it doesn't make a difference no. to me. I do like being up against the side. I, I don't know. I just don't I, like being in there at all, really. Yeah. I like being behind whoever doesn't want to be on the ride. <laughs> <laughs> See, James is going to find a way to go to Disneyland while we're there on the day that we're at DCA just for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to contact Lucy and say, hey, just let me know when you guys are getting on that ride. I will be there. <laughs> I know Cody won't tell me when he's going on, but you tell me <laughs> and I'll be right behind you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our last segment and then we'll, uh, we'll get out of here. Um, we're going to do a little random Disney A to Z. This is the Disney A to Z random entry. Yeah. Hopefully you've been following us for a while. You know what that is. Basically we take a random topic at a, um, Dave Smith's Disney A to Z, the official encyclopedia, basically of all things Disney. Uh, we spin the wheel, falls on a page. I turn to that page. I select, or I look how many entries are on there, and one of the co-hosts will select an entry. So uh, that's the random part. They don't know. We don't know what page it's going to be until we spin the wheel, and I don't know what they're going to select. Uh, so here we go. Let's spin the wheel. All right. looks like it landed on page 763 so we're toward the back of the book let me let me turn here to 763 and it looks like on that page we have one two three four five six seven eight nine looks like nine let me count that again one two three four five six seven eight nine nine topics nine topics nine topics 
Whose turn is it to choose? Cody, I think, is it yours? I think I did it last time. Okay, so it's mine? Yeah. yeah. We got to remember nine. Yeah. I will say eight. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Very good entry, and it deals with Disneyland. And it deals with, uh, I think, where you chose your first ride to be, James. Tomorrow. Yeah. All right. One of the original lands at Disneyland. It was completely remodeled in 1967, adding new attractions after Tomorrow had caught up with it. Tomorrowland was repeated in the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World, Tokyo Disneyland, and Hong Kong Disneyland, but replaced by Discoveryland in Disneyland Paris. Tomorrowland in the Magic Kingdom was completely, completely remodeled in 1994-1995, giving the land the look of a city like those imagined by science fiction writers and movie makers of the 1920s and 1930s. An extensively remodeled Tomorrowland in Disneyland opened in May 1998 and completely reimagined Tomorrowland premiered in Shanghai Disney uh, Disneyland on June 16, 2016, celebrating an optimistic future through the harmonious balance of humanity, nature, and technology. So there we go, Tomorrowland. I think that's the first land that we've gotten. Nice. Speaking of Tomorrowland, the land, earlier in the week, I was flipping channels and I came across Tomorrowland, the film. Uh, so uh, I sat and watched it. Um, with George Clooney, right? With George Clooney. I Have you seen it, James? I have. Oh, okay. Okay. I did um, not care for it. You did not? See, I like it, certain parts of it. Um I think I like certain parts of it. Yeah. I think I was, I was really excited for the movie when it came out, and then I remember going and seeing it and going, eh. I it's got some, kinda, it's got some nods kinda, to Disneyland, obviously, and they kind of blew their shot on it. You yeah. know what I mean? Blew their chance on it. I mean, they didn't. I think they could. I don't know. I just didn't care for it. Yeah. I remember being pretty disappointed in it myself. Yeah. I mean, it had some good points, I guess, to it, but yeah. Anyways, those were my thoughts. Cody, I think you're on mute. Cody's trying to tell us his thoughts, but his speaker's not working. All right. His microphone's turned off. You'll have to start all over. I saw, I saw lips moving. I saw hands waving. So, Cody, basically, if I understand you, what you were saying is... Right on the money, James. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> No, what I was saying was I was excited and then disappointed with that movie as well. I don't know what I was expecting it to be, but it, it right. wasn't what we, what it was, you know? Nope. So, yeah. Well, maybe in the future we'll watch that and talk about it. Yeah. Do we have that, to? Yeah. We'll watch we that. And, and then the following week we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll watch saving your favorite. Saving Mr. Banks. Saving Mr. That Banks. is an incredible movie. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right. You guys got anything uh, that you missed that you wanted to talk about before we uh, share some social media and uh, get on out of here for the night and start our work week? Um, I don't think so. I think I'm good. All right. Well, uh, let's see. If you would like to follow us on social media, get some more of uh, Talking Disney, you can like us on Facebook at Talking Disney Podcast. We don't. Uh, we don't share dumb information on Facebook like a lot of people do or ask dumb questions. <laughs> Hopefully we don't. <laughs> Hopefully we don't. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Talking Disney. On Instagram, we're at Talking Disney Podcast. 
email us talking Disney podcast at gmail.com our website www.talkingdisneypodcast.com where you'll always be able to find the episode before it gets out to all the streaming services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Stitcher, etc. Um, I did want to take a second to thank our newest Patreon member, Amber. Yes. Uh, thank you very much. Thank um, you, Amber. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we'll be uh, we'll be actually promoting that Patreon thing a l- pretty pretty hard this summer. There's a few things I want to go and add in there, and then uh, we'll start we'll start talking about it more on a on a future episode. Um, so thank you, Amber. Uh, and uh, there was something I wanted to say before we got out of here, and I just told him. Oh, congratulations to my son who graduates high school this week. Yes, um, Thursday. Congratulations. So Good job, be, Calvin. He'll be uh, he'll be moving out into the the grown up world, I guess. Uh, yes. Yeah. He He's start actually, paying rent. Yeah. Actually, last <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, his last day of school was actually Friday. Um, and I think this week he's got to go in, uh, do some final out stuff or sign out. And then they're doing a graduation practice. And uh, then Thursday he will, he will graduate. So I will say that that school picked the absolute worst weekend to hold a uh, graduation ceremony. They're doing it again next year too. We looked up for Kaylee and it's, it's actually Saturday on Memorial day weekend. Yeah. Uh, so that when, is when bogus. Jordan graduated, it was, his was like June 4th. So it was after, that's what it should the be. holiday. Yeah. Mine was like June 5th or 6th, something like that. Yeah. They could have, they could have put it off one week. Uh, Jordan got two weeks off between his last day of school and the graduation. And that's right. how they did it when we first moved here. But now they just do a week. Oh, what? My last day of school was Friday and then graduation was Saturday. Oh uh, no. His last day was like, <laughs> whatever. I'd have to go back to the year he graduated, but it was, it was like two weeks between his last day of school and graduation. So uh, Calvin's is just a week. People want to go on vacation, yeah. That weekend, yeah. yeah. Somebody's not paying attention in that school system. Yeah, I don't know what they're. Who are the elected officials on that school board? Not me, not me. <laughs> so, but I mean, last year obviously they had you know with the COVID thing, there was a chance kids weren't going to be able to graduate, but they actually worked it out. Uh, and I don't think it was till like the middle of June last year, but they got to walk and do everything normal. So this year. There's no restrictions on how many people last year. I think you can invite like two or three or four, maybe this year. No, no restrictions on how many people can show up. I don't think, I don't think there's any social distancing measures or mass or anything like that. So it should be fun. Nice. So cool. Awesome. Well, congratulations, Calvin. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Rent's then, due, rent's due <laughs> June 1st. June 1st. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then because it is a holiday next week and we won't, we won't have an episode out next week. Uh, and then I think, are you going to Disneyland the week after that, James? It is, I think two weeks after that. Okay. So we'll be able to so, have a holiday weekend and we should be able to get in another recording and then you go to Disneyland and then you can come back and tell us about it. And it'll be actually, yeah, in two weeks, I'm good. In three weeks, I'll actually be in Disney World. Oh, that's right. Okay. And then the week after that, I'll be back. And then the week after that, I'll be in Disney. Okay. So, yeah. so that's our plan for the next couple of weeks. So, James, yeah. I have a lot to talk about with Disney Absolutely. World and yes. uh, Disneyland. So, I'm gonna go have. Some- <laughs> it goes Cody again. 
<laughs> does, does. See, he does, he does it subconsciously now. He's not even realizing he's doing it. <laughs> he didn't even realize it. Sorry. You see something fun that he wishes he could do, and all of a sudden he's just like, mm-hmm. he got some twitches in his fingers. <laughs> Uh, you need to see. You need to see a doctor about that. You got some involuntary uh, muscle reactions or something. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, since uh, we got nothing else, uh, thanks. Uh, take your time out of your day. Listen to us. We yes, really thank appreciate you. it. Um, and again, if you have any comments, questions, uh, you have any topics you want us to talk about, you want to share some news, you want to give some movie ratings, uh, shoot us an email. Talking Disney Podcast at gmail.com and we will share what you will allow us on the podcast. So uh, if that's all if that's all you guys got, until uh, until next time, we will uh, talk to you later. Bye. Sounds good. See you later. Adios. Yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh-huh. It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh. Now it's time to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C-E. See you real soon. K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you. Be careful getting home. <laughs> <laughs>